How's it going guys? Welcome back to the Beyond the Arc podcast and today me and Sully are going to be reviewing some second round matchups on the NBA playoffs. Uh, the last time we spoke was just before the second round began, well just before most of the second round began um, and yeah, uh, we're just the first two games have been played in every single series so we're going to get talking right now. Obviously by the time this comes out tomorrow on the 7th, uh, this, uh, some game freeze will have been played, but as this is being recorded, uh, we're going to be talking about the first two games on every single series. Uh, Sully, how are we uh, doing today, man? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing very good. I have been enjoying some round two basketball, and I'm, I'm kind of shocked the way things have been playing out so far, to be honest, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. You caught some of the games? I have. I've managed to catch a couple. I caught the Boston uh, game two. And I believe I caught the Warriors game one as well. Yeah, your sleeping schedule is mad, man. I can't yeah, stay yeah. for that for that long to watch those late games. I did catch some of the Sunday games, though. So I yeah. I did catch the first Boston and the first uh, Memphis game. Um, and yeah, they have the ins and outs of probably what could be really good series although we said that mm. a lot about the last few series um and well ended up not really happening but yeah uh, we will get onto that in a little bit more detail later on in the podcast but before we get uh into some stuff uh make sure that you're liking and subscribing on the video make sure that you're commenting uh interacting all that good stuff sharing it out and uh yeah i think before we've got to get into some uh round two um reviews we didn't finish up our memphis minnesota review because that series finished last friday last yeah friday or it saturday. finished just before it finished it finished after, after we uh recorded yeah. is is what i'm trying to say here um <laughs> memphis ended up closing that out 4-2 um last time we talked it was 3-2 we mm. were thinking is it going to be going to seven is it not um in the end, Memphis did close it out, which means that I actually predicted that one properly, which means that I ended up winning our first round predictions. So I'm a, I'm a little bit ahead there. I'm a little bit ahead. Um, but in the end, yeah, Memphis just pulled through. Um, they did. They fully did. I didn't think that they would, if I'm honest with you. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm on that side too. I mean, we were both saying how we um, a game seven was probably on the cards. I was adamant, to be honest. I thought, yeah, it has to be. And, I mean, I think it's come to that kind of idea. Mem- Memphis and Minnesota. Minnesota kind of showed they like, the new um, chokes of the fourth quarter team. <laughs> They've taken they that did, lead. They did it again, didn't they? they was, it was bad. Like, I don't understand how you can consistently choke. What, 20 points, like... Yeah, they con- they controlled probably about seventy five percent of this series and ended up losing. They fully did. So, but it's the clutch time when it matters, and unfortunately, they just didn't have it, which is mad. Twenty point, like, deficit again. Mm-hmm. That they dropped is crazy. It's really crazy. And that's even with Jar not playing that well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Memphis did lock him up. Did lock him up quite well. They know uh, how to in- lock up Jar. They just forget the rest of the team. <laughs> In the end, in the end, Memphis's um, like role players around him ended up pulling through. Um, 
And then obviously that marks the end of the Minnesota Timberwolves NBA season. What do we think is next for Minnesota? Do we think that they have enough to go on a very similar run with the likes of the Clippers, uh, the Pelicans, uh, the Lakers, hopefully? Uh, getting better next season. Do we reckon that they'll still have enough to challenge for that top six, or do we think no. that they need to have a few extra additions in there? I think they definitely need to add a few more additions to their team. They need to strengthen it a little bit because once the Clippers come back healthy and Zion comes back and LeBron um, trades loads of people, then I think they they won't be looking like they'll be able to you know surpass any of those teams when the end of next season comes about if they're using the same squad. I think they're gonna have to make some changes. Not that they aren't a good squad; they are a good squad, and they kind of shocked a lot of people with how well they were this year. But I think if now they want to put themselves in that top bracket, they need to be better. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think a lot of People um, were surprised with how one Anthony Edwards played in this series. I think he's got yeah. the marks of being one of the. Uh, he, this is his team, you know. Cat may think, Kat may think that he's the franchise player here. This is Anthony Edwards' team. D'Angelo think, Russell had an absolutely awful. Um, oh, stinky, awful stinky performance! I think that has to be up there as well with like a, a from a, a good player, one of the worst first round performances. Like, I think, yeah, definitely. And I genuinely, I feel kind of sorry for him because when he was at Brooklyn, you were kind of thinking, this guy's found a place where he wants to be, but he ended yeah. up falling victim of the KD trade. Kind of uh, went around Golden State and now is at Tim- Minnesota not doing much is the third option. I feel like he thrives as a number one option. Yeah, he and is. I think having because... him as the third option there ain't mm. really it. Do we really think that? Do we think that maybe? I think this could go two ways. I've been thinking, you could either trade him, so I feel mm. like he might still have a bit of trade, good trade value in there. You know, we have sh- he has shown that he is all star level. I think he's he's got some trade value. Or maybe even you could do what Miami have done with Tyler Hero, and just limit him to minutes off the bench, potentially. It could it could work as well because the thing is, if you're if you know you're only gonna come on for twenty five something minutes. And you know that's it. You're gonna give a good twenty five minutes, which is exactly what Tyler Hero did. And he showed, yeah, like he gave us bubble Tyler Hero every almost every single game for twenty five minutes. Won that six man of the year as well. Exactly. He, and he more than deserved. More By than deserved. Yeah. Literally. And I think he like I do think D'Angelo still has it. He just needs to find it again. Because mm-hmm. I remember there was a brief period, it wasn't for very long, where he was at, so obviously, like you said, he was part of the KD trade, and he was at Golden State for maybe half the year, and because Steph was injured as well for some of it, he was the number one guy at Golden State, which sounds like a fever dream, it sounds like it never (laughs) happened, like D'Angelo was the number one guy at Golden State, but he was, and he was good, like, he was good for them, he was dropping points, I'm, I'm... Someone might have to correct me, but I'm sure I remember him dropping a 50-point game as well for Golden State. I'm sh- I remember that. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that does and, sound familiar. Like, so we know he's still good. That wasn't that long ago, two two years ago or something. So two we know three, he's yeah, still yeah. got it. Like, you don't lose that type of game in two years. It's not like he's had an injury or anything. He's been playing. He just, like you said, 
he needs to be the front runner in the team or he has to be limited to a certain amount of minutes so he can do the most in those minutes. But- I'm not even saying like limit his minutes because game six, he ended up only playing 27 minutes anyway, but he did start. So I'm just thinking maybe have him lead, uh, lead the bench. Um, it could work. Well, if, if, he want, if he is okay doing that, obviously, you know, egos that fly around mm. these days. Um, just maybe even just to get his confidence back up a little bit, you know, have him play against some of your dead players mm. and make them better whilst making yourself better at, at some point. Plus, when you're coming off the bench, you're going to be coming up against people who aren't as good as the starting five. And it's going to mean that he's getting yeah, like exactly. points against people he wouldn't normally be up against for mm-hmm. the same amount of time. I think that could work, to be honest. So if he was to stay in um, Minnesota as well, he could be next year's sixth man of the year. If that's, yeah, if, maybe. If that works the way it works. like, But that, I mean, that sounds like it, it could work. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so next season, just a quick little prediction. Obviously, we're not looking forward to next season yet. Mm. We've still got the rest of the playoffs going, but the, the Minnesota Timbers is done for them now. Mm. Prediction, do we think... Do we think it's um, a top seven finish or do we think it's a little bit little bit lower? Do you think it's going to be a bit of a struggle for them? It's going to be tough. They're going to have to find some fight and some assets and work around some things. But I, I don't see why they can't push for it. Actually, finishing in the top seven is different. Top ten, I think definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. Definitely. So they lost to Memphis and we'll move swiftly on to our second round coverage now. And... I'm looking forward to reviewing this because I feel like this has got all the marks for a classic seven-game mm. series, but that is only if Memphis can carry this onto the two road games that they've got yeah. at San Francisco at the moment because I think a lot of people have been questioning whether home court advantage is a thing, especially after um, like four of the uh, first round, at least. Like It might even be more finished in six with the road team closing out on the road um so maybe it's not it's not a thing but i think it's not a thing when there's a big golfing class between two teams yeah when it's something as close as this and i don't think many people were expecting this to be that close um Mm. this series but from these first two games very very they look very close well contested close games that San Francisco crowd might give Golden State the push that they need to go 3-1 up. And I feel like once they go 3-1 up, it's not. There's no turning back for them. Yeah, I mean, John might phone LeBron and ask him what powers he used um, <laughs> in the finals. But I think, to be honest, I do think that Golden State are going to take the series. But I think Memphis are going to give them some fight. Even game one, when Golden State took it, they only just took it. Like, it wasn't yeah. by a lot. Yeah. And... And then obviously Memphis took game two as well. And they game two was like, you know, more of a no contest than game one was in terms of the winning team separating their quality from the losing team. And Golden State, obviously, they're going to have to like maybe like fix up a little bit if they want to try and take it because sure. all, it, all it takes is for them to slip up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still next... was only a five-point win uh, yeah. game two and level after three. Um, you touched on game one there, and I want to put I want to put this out. This might be a hot take. 
is Jordan Poole Golden State's number two man at the moment? Mm. It's a it's a good question. At the moment, at the moment, you have to say yes. Clay Thompson to... genuinely has had some of, has had two awful game shooting. Yes, he hit them. Um, they hit that very clutch free that ultimately ended up winning them the game. Game one, mm. he pulled out the stop against Jar in game one to win him the game. But shooting wise, it's not been that good. Um, I think did I get it down? No, I haven't. So I'll I'll just. On the fly now. Game two, he went 5 of 19 from the field. Game one, he went um, 6 of 19 from the field. Two very poor shooting performances. And from... another thing that I want to put out there, Clay Thompson, three, four years ago, doesn't miss those two free throws down in the clutch game one. I'm not, yeah. sure, if you, I'm not sure if you saw them ones. Obviously, good. he made up for it by pulling really out that did. defensive play. Yeah. But... I mean, I was, I was around, I was around someone's house, uh, someone else who likes basketball, and we saw that Clay was going to the line. And we were like, "Nah, this is it now," and then he missed yeah. both the three for us, which is and mad we... because that was unexpected. I watched that too, and I was like, look, kind of looking around, like, Clay, that's not Clay, that's that's someone else. It's the imposter because <laughs> my Clay is not missing easy free throws like that in a clutch moment. We've seen he was clutch later on, so we know he's clutch, but like that, he shouldn't be doing that. And we know, like you said, three years ago, never. We saw him hit two frees with uh, ACL yeah, the, being the, torn. Yeah, the injury, so yeah. if, if, if he's doing that, and it's not even a clutch moment, like I think at the moment you have to say Jordan Poole is number two. Yeah, but... because you look in comparison, that Jordan Poole game, game one, led the team in scoring. Joint led the team in rebounds, led the team in assists, led the team in blocks, shot 60% from the field, 50% from free. He's efficient and good, like, <laughs> all around. And, and I think I think him being surrounded by Clay and Steph and then Draymond, because he is now, like, the number four. Like, they've turned themselves from a big three to potentially a big four looking at next year, like, because I don't want to come up against Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, and Draymond. So that technically, especially right now in you know, this playoff, you're moment, looking I at my comfort against Clay. But I mean, if you catch him on the wrong day, <laughs> like, but that that technically is a big four. So he's yeah. got, now got himself into probably the best, like, if you're talking big three, big four kind of thing in the league, and he's clearly learning things from all of them. He's yeah. learning, like you said, he led the team in blocks. He's learning from Draymond. He's learning from Steph. He'll be learning from Clay. He'll be learning from all of them. And I think right now, he is the most efficient at mm-hmm. that team. And you have to give him number two. Mm-hmm. But I would say don't take it away from my boy just yet because Clay can come nice. He, has, he hasn't been as amazing as he's been seen to be throughout his career but I think he can still bring it yeah. however not at the consistent level that Jordan Poole has been bringing at the moment no definitely so I think at the moment you have to give him that number two spot right as of right now yeah. going into next year is a different story I don't know how it's going to be yeah but who knows I mean especially going, into the, the, going into these later playoff games you don't know what yeah. the story is going to be either so. but and, and to be honest as of right now especially in this series if you see Jordan Poole playing as well as he's playing 
you're going to give him the freedom because normally when a player is that good in a game, in a series, they bring they, they keep it going because they, they just they're feeling it. And sometimes on the opposite effect, if a player has a bad game one and a game two, you maybe limit them because they're not feeling the rest of the series and they need the series to end so they can move on to the next. And do you know what I mean? So I think maybe going forward in game three and four and five, they might not even like use clay as much as they used to and it might just take it more down to Jordan Poole and then if they need to hit it with clay because they they need to use their strong points more now than ever to take the series because you know Memphis is strong they're hungry yeah and they're trying to prove people wrong and they've been doing it well so far yeah and all it takes is for you know Golden State to think, oh, Clay's had a bad two games, and then they keep doing, you know, the usual routine, and it doesn't work, and then they drop a game or two games, because yeah. you don't you don't want that against a young, hungry side, because then no. they'll eat you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, game three is going to be a little bit harder for Memphis, in my opinion, mainly because they will be without Dylan Brooks, who is one of their well, he is probably their third option, I'd say, guard wise, um, because of his ejection in. Uh, game two which then leaves me to the ejections that have happened shall we start with the draymond one yeah because i personally find the draymond one funny because (laughs) draymond green shout out draymond green he's a basketball player and also an analyst like he's a good basketball player and also Mm -hmm. an analyst so he'll he'll play 30 minutes and then take a shower go home and then just review his game on a podcast like (laughs) literally like hours later and it's like you've never you don't see that happening well, that's Ever. that's how the good Ever. players become great players. Yeah, definitely. So, he ultimately did get ejected that game one. He said that it came down to a reputation thing. I personally agree with that. Mm. I do feel like it's a flagrant one, maybe. He does kind of drag him down a little bit, but there's, there is unnecessary contact there, which is why I think it's a flagrant one. It's not unnecessary contact that intentionally da- endangers a... Like, Brandon Clark isn't in any position there to like break anything or yeah. anything like that. So I feel like do we agree with that? Do we think that Draymond Green probably should have stayed in there but could have possibly got a flag on for it for it? I think I think the ejection it the thing is it all dep- like he said it's a reputation thing. And it just depends the way someone's looking at it because they look at it simply on the fact that is he endangering him? Is he like, you know, is there any foul play involved? And me personally, I, I I don't think he should have been ejected, but I can also understand where they came from. So it's it's kind of one of those things. And even he also agreed. He was like, like I get it, but it I don't think it should have happened, kind of thing. And to be honest, you have to just respect. Like obviously, he was just trying to make sure um, he don't fall down anything, Clark, and you know respect there. But sometimes, like. There's, there's ways you have to go about things because of how the refs view yeah, the game. You, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And him. Yeah. And obviously, because of that, he got ejected. And yeah. then ultimately, they lost the game as well. Yeah. So, I mean... Do we... Things... Re- well, I mean, they didn't lose the game. They won that game. game oh, was that... Which oh, is, it was game which one is, they got ejected. I was going to say, I was going to ask, do we think that the Grizzlies most definitely will end up coming to rue that loss without Draymond for half of the game and in a position where they could have got it won? With the Jarmus layup, I mean they were very close. They were good. They, yeah. they could be two up by now. Yeah, yeah definitely. Which would so, be my 
yeah, I think they they will come to rue that, um, especially given that there's no Dylan Brooks game free because there is absolutely no um, debate that Dylan Brooks should have got ejected inside two minutes for what he did mm. against Gary Payton. He's also been suspended for game three, which is why I keep saying that he ain't going to be playing. Um, he's broke his elbow, I think, Gary Payton. No. Um, he's going to be out for about a month, so that's big because he's wow. He's the guy that you're expecting to guard Jar. You know, he's your best yeah. defensive guard. And well, Jar ended up scoring forty-seven game two without Gary Payton in there. Um, I mean, annoyingly enough, I feel like there isn't much more that you can do other than suspending one game because that's how the NBA have kind of treated stuff like that. Grayson yeah. Allen ended up being suspended one game for what he did to Alex Caruso. Mm. Um, Dylan Brooks literally like ran down the court, clothesline Gary Payton whilst he was in midair, sent into the floor. And I think it has to be more than one game, though. Like I mean, I think I, I think so too. It's the it's the playoffs as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, like these like, these games are like these games are so important that there could be an element of dirty play in there. You know, a lot of people have was. been saying that it wasn't dirty. You know, Steve Kerr even came out and said he didn't think it was dirty, but he broke a an NBA code, is what he said. Um, but you got to be thinking somewhere in that mind. You're thinking, is this what I'm going to do here? Is it going to impact us more positively? Mm. Or is it going to impact them more positively? Obviously, this means Dylan Brooks isn't going to be playing for the next game, but it also means that Gary Payton is going to be out for the rest of the series. Potentially the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, potentially the rest of the playoffs. So, and like I said, he's, you know, I you've spoke highly about Gary Payton before to me. Um, when he gets his chance, and he showed it in uh, the in the series against Denver, that guy can be one of the best of, one of the best three and D guys the NBA has got. So it's a shame to see him out there. Uh, well, not out there anymore. Um, I think that Dylan Brooks probably should get suspended more, but I do understand why it's only one because of the precedent that the NBA has mm. kind of set. Um, yeah, I think maybe potentially like a three four game suspension. I agree, and to be honest, because I know obviously a lot of people, sort of some people, and he was saying it's not dirty, dirty play there. But I think the intent was there. I think the intent to stop him and to hurt him was there. Like you don't attack someone like that the way he hit him in an NBA game unless you're trying to hurt someone. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, and I don't know. Truthfully, I don't know if it was, if it wasn't, but I think it was. So, I think whether he was trying to hurt him or not, I don't know. But I feel as though, just because of the severity as well, like he's broken his elbow, he's going to miss the whole playoffs now. Because that's that's like at least a four-week, six-week thing. And that's Gary Payton, like you said, a great player. He's out now. It's It might be looking at, like like you said, he probably knew, no matter what, He's only missing one max two games, whereas Gary Payne's out now, and he was probably thinking about that. I don't know. It's a weird one. I don't. I don't know how certain people are looking at it, but I didn't like that. Um, to be honest, I thought that was kind of mad. And Gary Payton, like like you said, I I really like the guy. I think he's a great player, and for him to miss out the rest of the series is 
like really great news if you're a Memphis fan, but if you're a Golden State fan, it's not at all. And yeah, definitely. Steve Kerr's got a job in his hands now because you would put a lot of uh, importance on Gary Payton stopping a lot of those shots and a lot of points um, from uh, Memphis and Jar especially. And now they're going to have to work around that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> obviously, we we have predicted this. It wasn't actually on the uh, the podcast. I put in six, Golden State in six. I think you put in five? Yeah, I did. Um, you stick, well, obviously, we can't change it, but do you still think that's going to happen? Or I don't know now. I mean, Memphis have been good both games. I'm not going to lie to you. They've been good both games. Even though they took an L on the first game, they've been good. And you you'd think that they continue to like bring their their own fire, and it could go to six, maybe even seven. I don't know. I mean, our all Golden State need is to like smoke them in one game, and I feel like they'll just continue. Yeah. But if it's just about are Memphis going to give them that opportunity? I don't know. They've not had that opportunity yet in the. First two games, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, when in the first round, when Golden State were two up against Denver, everyone knew, like, it's Denver not coming back from this at all. And it was only 2 0. Like, technically, it's not done at all. And it's kind of mad to say right now, you don't really know who could take it, yes. which is crazy because this is Golden State. Like, a lot of people. A month or two ago, we're saying, yeah, they're going to make the final. They might even win the chip. Right now, it's, you know, here or there if they're even going to make the series. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I think this one could go to seven, to be honest. But, obviously, my prediction is five. If it happens, that would be mad. But I think it might end up going to seven, to be honest. Fair, fair. Well, we'll move on to the other Western um, uh, semi. Western Conference semi. Suns Mavs. Not as exciting. We probably don't have much to talk about. Mm. Literally, all probably there is to talk about is that Luca just doesn't have the help that he needs to yeah, overcome this man. monster that is the Phoenix Suns. Or just probably... anyone. Like he just doesn't have the help. Like the guy's back must be like in so much pain <laughs> because he's been carrying this team, and it's it's so bad because. I'm looking every, like I I've not seen any of the Phoenix uh, games this series, and I'm seeing game one, Luca. Oh damn, he dropped like thirty five plus, but they still lost. Okay, game two. Oh my god, Luca dropped forty, whatever. <laughs> oh, they still lost. It's like how much more can one man do, <laughs> and nobody else do anything? It's so crazy because if if there's one guy who's half decent, they're probably taking some games away from this series. Mm-hmm. Because of how much Luca yeah. is doing, the likes of Jalen Brunson haven't really stepped up as much as he did uh, first round, um, and also Chris Paul and Devin Booker are they, they've been having some of CP through special stuff uh, mm. because bros have been doing bits yeah. these first two games, especially game two. They combined, uh, they both shot like sixty percent from the field each, and. Oh you know, when you got a back call that can do that perfectly, um, you know, we we say, we say, um, Demar Derozan, um, people like that, king of the mid range. Anyone who plays for the Suns are a good mid range team, 
and the Dallas Mavericks give up a lot of mid-range shots. So when that happens, it's hard for uh, Mavericks for the Mavericks to really stay in there, even with Luca putting up all-time performances. Like the dude is genuinely a young goat, but Definitely. ultimately his um, his legacy is probably going to be decided on uh, games like this, and he's going to need some help. To, Whether uh, or not the Mavs actually decide to go out there and recruit some help for him, some yeah. serious help. Because if they don't, then, yeah, it's going to be like one of those, you know, guys, oh, he was amazing, but he never got to win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. There's, there's, there's becoming too many of those now as well. Like, I mean, you just look in the history books, you see some amazing players who never won it. And obviously, like, if we're looking at our game right now, we've got CP who every year looks like it and doesn't. And he's going to go down as probably like, in, in the same way that Alan Iverson has, like how he was amazing in every way, but he's got nothing to show for it in terms of championship, nothing like that. Everyone knows AI was the guy, but the championship, there's no ring. And Luca, yeah. he definitely does not want to go down that road because that guy can win finals MVP, MVP, championships, everything, scoring titles. He can win it all. He really can. Yeah. He just needs needs that help because yeah. you really can't do it on your own. Like yeah. even LeBron had Kyrie at the Cavs. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he needs someone. Yeah. I mean, this isn't going to be a sweep. I don't see any situation where this is a sweep. Someone has to step up or... I mean, Phoenix have played two very good games so far. Like, mm. they've got to perhaps step it down a little bit. Well, well, they probably will intentionally try and step it down, but they will, one way or another, step it down a little bit, perhaps in these next two games. And yeah, Dallas might get one. Uh, but yeah, this is Phoenix's year and they're really capitalising it on on it this year, aren't they? Yeah, I mean... If I'm the other Western Conference, I'm looking at that Phoenix team kind of praying that they just fall off by the time it gets to the conference finals because, like I said in the first round, they're looking for blood after what happened last year and right now they're getting it. Mm-hmm. They're getting it badly. You know, they even though it was kind of mad when New Orleans took a couple of games off them, they still smoked them. Mm-hmm. They're smoking Dallas right now. And even though you're saying it can't be a sweep, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, the way I'm seeing it is like Phoenix, you said they might, like the sweep isn't going to happen, but I don't see anyone stepping up for Mavs. Like the way they came in the last two games, it looks like it might be Luka trying his absolute hardest, doing the most, but nobody else doing anything. Yeah. And it could end up being a sweep. And especially if a sweep is pulled off semi-finals of the playoffs, that team is probably the most, if one of the most dangerous out of all the semi-finalists. Mm-hmm. Like, because you wouldn't want to come up against them. You want you want them to like have a surprise upset in the conference finals or something because Phoenix are looking a lot more dangerous this year than last year. And last year they made the finals. Yeah. There was only one step missing. Yeah. 
they're looking like they're not gonna skip gonna that part this year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean definitely. So well, I mean, this is this is Phoenix's year, like I said. Um mm. over on the other side though, on the east. Um Miami Philly is um a series that we said would go to seven, and this was before the whole Joel Embiid concussion injury yeah. happened. Which let's be honest with you. Doc Rivers, you you're an idiot. <laughs> why did he kept? Why did he, they were up like twenty with like four minutes left, and he against Toronto in the game six winner, kept mm. him in. He's got injured. I'm getting major Derrick Rose flashbacks, yeah. and ultimately this is now straightforward for Miami. I mean, it they is. must they must think that God's shone on them today because James Harden ain't doing it anymore. Mm. Um and yeah, no no Embiid who let's be honest, if Embiid was in here, this is a whole different game because let's be honest, that, that means that DeAndre Jordan doesn't play any basketball in this series. Um yeah. DeAndre Jordan, credits to him. He's uh he he was He's a basketball player. He was a very good player. <laughs> but yeah, right now he sh- he shouldn't be playing any any playoff basketball. Yeah, and ultimately Philly have been cooked both games. And without Joel Embiid coming back for Game Three, do you reckon that there is any way back for Philly? Do we think that James Harden's actually going to turn this on or not? We've been waiting six games in the Toronto series. I mean, he still didn't. <laughs> he did pull through in Game Six. Didn't have the best game though. Mm. Um, it's we've waited these last two games in the Miami series. He ain't done it. Do we think he's finally going to turn it on, or do we think? This is potentially Miami in four. It's mad. I mean, I've heard rumors and whispers about Joel being pushed to come back for game three. I don't see the point in that because I think he's not going to be 100%. Well, he's, he's been ruled out for game three. He's oh, not. Most definitely. I'm pretty sure that's what I've seen. Yeah, there's no Joel in game three well, um, tonight. If that's the case, then yeah, it's a sweep. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. We might have a Ben Simmons situation. He's he's already in Cancun. He's joined Ben Simmons. He's, he's joining. He's joined him. He's like, yo, Ben. I'm sorry for everything. They've <laughs> they've squashed the beef. Like, I mean, if that's the case, because this morning I saw something about um, he might get rushed for Game Three. So I was just thinking, on that basis, Harden might step up because they have Joel, but like a seventy-five percent Joel. As a, yeah. as opposed to a hundred percent, but obviously now they've got none, so he has to. He has no no choice. He has to step up. If it goes two one tonight, and Joel can make game four, then I think it's open series. Yeah. But no MB tonight. Harden does it turn up. Series is done. Miami in four. Max yeah. in five. And because yeah, the the whole point with this is that as the away team. It's okay if you lose the first two games on the road. It's not, yeah, it's but not that you, bad. But you have then got to win the next two games at home. That's it's, the thing. It's but it's doable. Yeah, like it's not undoable. But if it's if it's three zero, then Miami are taking it in Philly, in yeah. game four. They are not gonna go back and do it again. Yeah. They they want that rest because they. That's the thing as well. They will buy two. So they're they're not like as as 
Kobe would say the job's not finished, yeah. but they are comfortable. Yeah. And they know whoever they're coming up against, Milwaukee or Boston, is going to be a tough series. Yeah. Potentially a full they, series. They are going to need that. Str- they are going to need they, that rest because it doesn't like need it. Boston, Milwaukee going to seven. Exactly. And that as well can be a deciding factor if Miami winning four, yeah. Milwaukee, Boston, easy six games minimum, potentially seven. They're going to be tired going into the conference finals, yeah. first two games. They're going to be tired. And that Miami, if if you're smart enough and if they are thinking about this in the right way, should be a very strong incentive to go and take it in Philly. Yeah. Especially game if especially this game tonight. They have to take this game tonight if they want to win this series and close it off in, in four. They have to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise yeah, it's blown right, it's blown open. Because then Joel comes back, game four is done. It could be done in yeah, six. Yeah. You know, you never know. I mean, look, Doc Rivers. We've been we've been clowning him uh, all this time. Imagine if imagine Miami go three up, and then all of a sudden, Embiid comes back, and Doc Rivers becomes the first coach to come back and win for free. I don't see it happening, but um, yeah, this is Miami's series to lose. And like yeah, I said, they're gonna need they're gonna need a bit of a rest because Bucks Boston. That's gonna be a tough a tough matchup. Mm. Which genuinely, I have no idea where this is going to go. I personally do think it's going to be Boston, though. I mean, I do say I have no idea because Yanis can literally show up whenever he wants, have a perfect game. We've said we've said this before. Yanis mm. will need to have four perfect games if the Bucks want to get through this series without yeah. Chris Middleton. He had that perfect game, game one, got that triple double. Game two. Didn't have that good of a game. Mm. Equally, equally, uh, Drew Hall didn't have that good of a game. Other players didn't really get much shots. But Boston's game plan, to a T, done really well. I mean, first game, Giannis shot 36% from the field. Second game, Giannis shot 40% from the field. If he can limit someone like Giannis, who is a paint beast... To blow fifty yeah. percent, I feel like you've done your job on Giannis for that game, 100%. and then it's all about either closing out on the three point shot or just hoping that Milwaukee don't have a good three point day. Hundred mm. percent. I personally think that game one, it wasn't the case of they defended bad. Boston that cost Boston the win. Boston just shot poorly. You know, Jason Tatum did kind of pick it up a little bit uh, towards the end of the game. But overall, Jalen Brown had an awful game. Jason Tatum, for his standards, had an awful game. And, yeah, that ultimately did cost him more. He did have good defense. He can't, you know... Yeah, you can't just fully just fault it on poor shooting. Yeah. However, game two, Boston were amazing. I'm yeah. not going to lie. If you can limit the books to below 90 points, you're doing something right. 100%. That's what is all I'm saying. Hundred percent. Yeah, this, because they should games, at least be taking half of yeah. those. Yeah, because these games they ain't gonna they ain't gonna be high scoring because these are two very good defensive teams. So it, you know, offense may win you games, but defense win your championships. And Boston, 100%. I feel like they've shown in these first two games. Obviously, again, first two games at home, they're gonna be traveling to Milwaukee for games three and four. Things may change. You know, like I was saying with the Golden State game. These are two very similar teams, and home court advantage might provide that sixth man on the court. Mm. Um, 
that can push you over the line. I do personally think that without Chris Middleton, though, Giannis can't rely on people like Grace Nolan and Bobby Portis, although they are very good players, to uh, go off night in, night out. Yeah, and he can't rely on them. I just he has feel like to... Boston have better depth at the moment. Mm. He has to turn up. But, and like you, you touched on it, these are two very defensive teams in their own right. Boston, especially this year. And if you're coming to watch high-scoring basketball, it's not the series for you. But if you want to watch intense, amazing defense, all-round just good basketball, this series is the one. Because especially that second game, I was in awe at some of the defense that was going on, which normally it's like amazing, like, you know, three-point shooting and like, you know, mid-range and stuff like that. But the defense had me actually in shock at how well they were. And that's that's how, you know, these teams aren't playing games, especially Boston. I'm really really surprised at just how well they were. Like, I knew they were going to come nicely, but that game two showed they needed they needed game one to adjust. And I think I'm with you on this that they're going to take you. Yeah, I can't remember what I predicted them. I can't remember what I predicted, but I think Boston are probably going to take it. Um, yeah, you said Boston in five. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I think that could happen. I mean, like you said, Giannis has to have a perfect game to beat them. Because their defense is so strong, he needs to be perfect. And it's hard to be perfect against the best defensive side in the league. Yeah. For four or five games. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's long term. Equally, if anyone can do it, Giannis can. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's a fact, to be honest. That's a fact. Yeah. We saw him game one. Yeah. But I'm really excited for the rest of that series. I'm not going to lie. That's oh, yeah, my. To say I, I do enjoy like um, like high-scoring, fun basketball, which is, you know, the polar opposite in the Golden State-Memphis series. I'm enjoying the Milwaukee one more and I'm probably going to indulge myself in that series more because of how, just how, like, good it was to watch and I think it's going to yeah. just continue that. Yeah. So, okay, so final, final question then uh, okay. to do with just all of the games. Okay. Um, I can't record on next Wednesday, so the latest that we'll be recording next week is Thursday. Yeah. By then, your Boston, uh, Bucks and Warriors Grizzlies games will have gone five, and the other two games will have gone six. Do we reckon the next time we record, we're going to be talking about these four, uh, games yeah. going ahead, or do we think that a few of them are going to be done out? I feel like one series will probably still be on. I feel like the Golden State Memphis series will probably still be going, but it wouldn't shock me if all all of the series were finishing. Yeah, definitely, it wouldn't. But and that would be good to be fair. That would actually be sick for us if we could actually catch catch the recording by the time the second round is finished. Yeah. Well, but, so yeah, you never know. It might be a case of last week where we kind of just deliberately wait it out for a little bit. Yeah. To try and get it done. How's it going guys? Now unfortunately, um, as you can probably see or hear, this um, recording has unfortunately stopped here. That's because um, we did end up doing something, we did uh, a stay hot ranking quiz for Sully, 
but unfortunately the audio and the video kind of corrupted about partway through so unfortunately this is abruptly where the uh, the episode ends but in the meantime make sure you're liking and subscribing on the youtube make sure you're sharing it out on any other podcast platform make sure that you're following our social medias most especially our tiktok the link is in the description and uh, me and sully will see you guys next week for some more beyond the arc